Welcome to another episode of the Luke Humphrey Running Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Humphrey, and our mission is to help you maximize your training through a blend of science and practicability. So let's get going. Hey, welcome back. This is Luke talking. Uh, I know that we've had problems in the past with the volume, and I think I've got it almost figured out. I know it's not perfect, but I think it's a lot better than what it was. So I apologize about that, uh, but I think... Uh, I think we've got it uh, on the right track now. So uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, easy runs and how they should feel during uh, peak training. Uh, and lucky for me, I have the Facebook group, the Luke Humphrey Running Community. That's a uh, free public group that uh, really anybody can join. Just answer some questions, and then uh, you'll automatically be accepted in. Or uh, I can make sure you're not a, a bot as my daughter would say, and uh, make sure we can, you're, uh, you're okay to put in. But uh, in any case, uh, I get a lot of content, I get a lot of questions from folks. Um, and my boy Phil, I've never met Phil, but he's, uh, he's actually posted uh, a couple of, couple of good questions for me and uh, uh, been able to get some, some good questions. And this is from him again. This is, I think, the second one we've used on for an episode. So, um, so he asks once, once well into the plan, do your easy days truly feel easy? You know, and like I said, this was asked by one of our, our Facebook members, but he was hint, I think he was hinting at his workouts were okay, but easy runs were now kind of an issue being stiff, sore, a little bit sluggish. So, uh, and as others noted in their responses to, to Phil, they felt, like it took miles for them to warm up and shake these feelings, um, at least to an extent. But they're, you know, so these are big concerns for sure. But um, if you've never, you know, I think a lot of it too is that if you've never been in this situation before, it's hard to differentiate. So it could be easy to confuse hard training with going overboard. And if you've, like I said, if you've never been here, uh, that might be something that you can't differentiate from or you don't know how to differentiate from, especially with especially with marathon training. So the short answer to Phil is yes, I think it's completely normal. Those easy days following a big workout can be brutal. And if you were to look at my training logs, uh, it would it would be common to see an easy day following a workout day that looked something like first mile eight minutes, then 7.45, then 7.30, and then you got past that three mile mark and runs would be under seven, you know, the miles would be under seven minute pace for the rest of the way. Um, and when I was training at peak volume, there'd be about a six week block where um, it would be really tough. They could be really tough for the psyche if I were to judge my marathon capabilities on how my easy runs were going, right? So we do, we hit those workouts and we think that the easy run's going to feel pretty darn comfortable. And in reality, it's, that's not the case at all. So, uh, you know, as others noted, the easy days were harder than the workout days. And I can definitely attest to that. You know, we're, we're more likely to be in the zone for a workout. We might, we pay a little bit more attention to our diet, our hydration, uh, fueling, fueling during the workouts and, you know, our adrenaline's higher. It's a bigger deal, right? And, and meanwhile, we don't, oftentimes we just don't, we go through the motions on the easy days, right? So um, mentally we're not there. We're just kind of putting our time in. And so we tend to notice that we don't feel very good, right? Um, and then when we're working out, it's like you're, you're thinking about other things too, right? You're thinking about hitting the pace, you know, and you're, you expect it to feel hard. Uh, whereas the easy day, you're not necessarily expecting it to feel hard. But um, 
if you find yourself in this position, and I'm talking, you find yourself in this position, say you're in an 18-week program, if you find this in like weeks 10 and closer to the race, so like 10, 12, 14 weeks in, yeah, you're you're definitely in cumulative fatigue. Welcome, welcome to the club. You know, this is where, you know, this is where the magic happens. But it's also time to be diligent and not to drift into overtraining. And I think that's where a lot of people uh, don't necessarily understand what the difference would would really be. So, easy runs slowing down is definitely one thing. But the workouts, if the workouts are slowing down too, then then we're, we're probably got an issue, right? So. It ultimately will always come down to are the workouts slowing down, you know, because in reality, if we're running a little bit of mileage early on, but not doing very much intensity, you know, those easy runs are pretty, it's pretty common to just be a little out of control on those easy runs. And, you know, not, you know, you're not sprinting them or anything, but they're definitely faster than they probably need to be. But the fact that we're so fresh allows us to do that. And then once we get into the hard training, we're not fresh anymore and we're fatigued. And so those easy runs are going to, to slow down, and they naturally should slow down, in my opinion. Uh, I think that's a good sign that you're, you're taking the steps necessary to run the appropriate paces that you're supposed to. Um, but the key thing here is you just can't panic, right? You can't judge how your easy runs were when you were fresh compared to when you got a lot of junk in your legs. So the big question becomes, how do we combat this? And unfortunately, there's no magic pill here, but we can address the symptoms a little bit. So the first thing is be on point with recovery nutrition and hydration. I know I say this all the time, but it's a thing that I see that's overlooked all the time. Um, That stiffness and soreness means that there's tissue damage and it it can't repair without the right fuel and in the right volume. So make sure you're focusing on that and then do it and I'd even add to the right window too. So like, you know, that 30 minutes after a hard workout is really important for for jumpstarting that repair process. You know, if I do a workout in the morning, then I will do some foam rolling or some light stretching in the hours afterwards so like in the evening so if i do it in the mo- if i work out in the morning i'll try to do some light stretching or foam rolling in the evening uh, and then the hours in between you really want to make sure you're focusing on those fluids and getting the, hi- the getting the recovery and nutrition in that you need getting the right carbohydrate getting the right protein in, and getting all those things taken care of so that you can actually allow your muscles to repair from the damage that you've that you've done to them you know my foam rolling isn't going to be super hard but we will try to flush things out and work on the trouble spot. So for me, it's going to be calves, quads, hip flexors, things like that. That's where I tend to get the most of it. Uh, I'll do a dynamic warm-up before a run. I've gotten a lot better at that as I've I've gotten older. Um, This might be as simple as a few bodyweight squats and some leg swings uh, just to open up the range of motion and and kind of bridge that gap between rolling out of bed and going for a run. You know, it's a big shock to the body to do that. And if we're super super sore and super stiff from from workout the day before uh then that makes it it makes it more difficult so that that can actually you know, just kind of get you loosened up ready to roll a little bit um they don't have to be long just a couple of minutes uh don't expect a miracle here but it can shorten up the warm-up time you need so maybe instead of kind of feeling you know dreaded air quotes normal after three miles maybe we can reduce that down to um taking a mile or so to warm up and then just that there's not that as big of a range between the start of your run and, and then when you get warmed up and into the into your settled in pace. Uh, so the last thing I'd say about this is that being in this space is not bad. And to me, it means that you are uh, in a place where you are challenging yourself beyond your normal comfort zone. And like I said, this is where the growth actually happens. So if, if, if you monitor, monitor it correctly, uh, this is where the big adaptations will come. You want to, you're basically taking yourself 
to that line, but then taking care of the things we just talked about, the three the three areas we talked about, you kind of pull yourself back off that off that line. You never fully go over that. And if you can manage that, then you're gonna get all those adaptations because you you're doing the hard work, but you're also recovering from the hard work and allowing your body to recover from the from the hard work. And that's where ultimately you're gonna see those see those big improvements. Uh, so again, your biggest indicator here is going is going to be if your performance decreases or not. So like I said, if your easy runs are slowing down, but your workouts are okay, then to me that's that's the pure definition of cumulative fatigue, right? And again, this is like in the last four, six, eight weeks of the marathon, especially if you're in an eight, a longer bit of a program. Um, that's where you're going to feel that. But if it's all of a sudden everything's kind of trending downward, then we need to be a little bit more careful. We need to kind of take a look at what's going on. In my recent podcast, look at the carbohydrate, Look at maybe look at your iron levels. Maybe those are sources of fatigue. A lot of times it's going to come from that those little things like nutrition and hydration um, and really just not allowing yourself the opportunity to recover from you, from what you need to do. And I will say this too, I think if you're doing the classic plans, that Tuesday, Thursday workout um, is, is tough for a lot of people, right? Because um, it's it's one thing to to do that, but I think I think if you're not used to that volume, then adding another day of recovery in there is is uh, is pretty important. Um, and that's kind of why I made the alternator plans and the um, then and I've gone and moved some things to over to like a nine day cycle. And we actually when I was in when I was training hard, running running uh, you know 140 miles a week. I was on a nine, 10 day cycle and that worked out a lot better for me. But obviously you have to have a lot more time during the week and people, some people just don't have that time um, and it's going to make it worse actually if we, we try to fit more in during the week. So, but the alternator plan works really well for that. So again, the alternator plan would really be um, one week you do the traditional Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, and you come back the next week and you do like a Tuesday, Saturday type of thing. So like if you look at the Hanses Marathon method, um, the, the classic plans that Kevin Keith made, um, you know, you basically will go Tuesday, Thursday, and then Sunday's a long run. But every other week, it's a shorter long run. So like if you're in that point where you're doing a 15, 16 mile long run, it might go 15 one week, and then you jump, you go down to 10 the next week, and then you go up to 15 or up to 16 the next week. So every other week, you kind of have a break from a traditional long run. And to me, that's the perfect opportunity. So that week where you have the big long run would stay the stay normal, but then I've got it so that instead of the next week where we just do Tuesday, Thursday, you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday really kind of recover, and Monday, um, I would actually spread those two intense, more intense days out and give you like a Tuesday, Saturday type of thing, and then that still gives you Sunday and Monday to recover before you go back into an SOS on Tuesday. So um, those plans are those plans are available. On Final Surge, um, you can go to just finalsurge.com slash um, training plans. And then we're the very first uh, people on there. You'll see the Luke Humphrey running with the H-Wings on there. And you can take a look at all those those plans. We have a lot of different options, and we definitely do them by, we do them by weeks um, and volume. And then, I actually, and then I label them alternators. So um, there's a lot of different options on there for you. But uh, um, they would be like a traditional 18-week plan, but just set up alternating those weeks that I just described so but anyway I think that but overall I think the big thing is you know you look at how well you're recovering how well you're um, handling the the hydration and nutrition and things like that but don't expect like to me that's like I said that's a very normal thing to be in when those easy days feel 
pretty stiff and sore. I'll, the other point I was going to make on that was also that uh, that Tuesday, Thursday, sometimes an easy run in between there actually helps. And if you're not, if you really want that day off, that's fine. Maybe go for a walk or a really light bike ride or something like that, just to kind of get the legs turning a little bit on that on that Wednesday. That's a traditionally an off day, and that it's actually helped a lot of people kind of keep their legs moving and actually helps them feel a little better when they come back to the SOS on Thursday. And if you wanted to, you could even move an off day to maybe like Friday after that. And then you have off Friday, easy Saturday, and then a long run Sunday would be another option that people could do. But you're, and you're still following the same basic premise of the plan. You're just kind of tweaking it to fit your ability to, to recover a little bit better. So all kinds of options out there for you. But overall, welcome to the Hard Training Club. And I think that's I think that's key. Um, don't let the details that uh, be an afterthought, as these will help you strive during the weeks of hard workouts. They pay off when it when kept into the kept into the right range is cumulative fatigue, but it's resilience, toughness, and the ability to grind it out when things are going to be tough during for you during the marathon. And there's going to be spots where you feel okay, and then there's going to be tough where spots where it feels pretty tough. And so, if you've been able to practice those things with training and come out okay um, you're gonna be a lot better likely you're a lot more likely to do that in on the race too because it's not something that's brand new to you you've you've gone through it before Um, and that's a big thing like you don't want to be surprised on race day and this actually helps a lot of things that you'll go through on race day with this with this type of training so but the big thing is to um, recognize the difference I guess so uh, if you, like I said, if you're stiff and sore, but it loosens up during the run, that's good, right? That, that to me, that's typical hard training, um, stiffness and soreness, and you're just loosening up. But on the, on the flip side of that, if you're in a position where you have sharp pains, a limp or pain that gets worse as you run, and that's a big thing. Pain that gets worse as you run is always a bad sign. Um, then it's time to take a step back and get some answers, whether you go see a doctor, you get some blood work drawn. Um, if you're limping, it's pretty, pretty obvious that you have an injury. Um, but, and then you need to make sure you're seeing the right people. And then I would also say if you're in that position, then you need to stop it right away. Um, get those answers as soon as you can, because the more you drag it out, the worse it's going to be. And so you could potentially take yourself in from a position where if I, if I stop now and get answers, I can still piece it together and run on race day. But more times out and more times than not, if you just keep pushing through, and and say, well, I can just, I can, you know, the, the the telltale sign is when you see somebody who starts out a segment, they're fresh, they feel good, and then by the time you get like to within four or six weeks, now they're now they're wearing compression socks, they got KT, their KT taped up from head to toe, uh, you know, they're they getting the foam roller out, they got the stick out, they got the little. Um, the massagers out and they're doing this all before before a run just so that they can go run that's a pretty good sign that you're probably injured right and so um keep those things in mind but like i said if you keep trying to if you try to deny deny it to yourself if you have those sharp pains and it gets harder to run paces fall off um you're limping things like that um like i said get those answers right away and it might be something that's salvageable but i can tell you that if you keep pushing it's probably not going to be salvageable because then what's going to happen is you're going to be able, you're going to push through for another week or so. Then you're going to be in a point where you can't run at all. And so then you're going to say, well, I'll take two weeks off and I'll still try to run. And then it's just, it's a snowball effect and it's just, it usually never, never ends well. But, um, 
that's another story for another day and that's something we can talk about later on but for now if it's just general soreness you know it's not a sharp pain it loosens up when it runs you're just running a little bit slower and you're four to six weeks out from your race maybe even eight weeks out to me that's just hard training and that's that's really part of cumulative fatigue so that's another good thing to take with you is that's because cumulative fatigue is always hard to define this that's a big that's a big part of it right there that we're talking about. So for Phil and all the others that responded onto his thread, I think it is perfectly normal. And it sounds like a lot of people handled it very well, but the big, the key there is you can't get caught up in the pace. Just get, you know, just treat it as an easy run. It's time on your feet. You don't have to be super fast on these. Um, it's more about making sure your workouts are quality and then uh, saving it for saving it for race day. So that's it for now. Uh, easy days are hard when they're, in the middle of a marathon training segment. That's the, that's the key takeaway. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. If you want to go check out some training plans, finalsearch.com slash training plans. And we are the very first uh, button to select from uh, Luke Humphrey running H-Wings black and white print. So um, check those out for me. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to you later. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Luke Humphrey Running Podcast with your host, Luke Humphrey. If you like our show and want to learn more, please visit us at www.lukehumphreyrunning.com for blogs, podcasts, coaching, and training options. See you next time.